You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director, the new executive director at Holy Name Cathedral. We are live streaming. We are social distancing. Um, We're in masks here this morning. 312-255-8408. 312-255-8408. Mark, how was your weekend? was very... Very What'd good. We got our Christmas tree, and it is now in our living room weeping after the Bears game oh, uh, yesterday. Unbelievable. Yep. Talk about it. I know the Bears are not good, <laughs> but I thought Detroit was worse, and the Bears just find new ways to lose. And uh, yesterday was a real absolute low. I saw the first half of the game, nothing after that, and um, it just... To be, I'll tell you, the, the last time they won a game was October 18th of this year, though. You were a teenager, and, weren't oh God, you? <laughs> it, was, it's, it was so long ago. Yes. They were 5-1. and one. Now they're 5-7, and seven, all but mathematically dead. So it, uh, Bear fans are just shaking their heads. Yes. And, and here's the, Matt Nagy is a, a good man, but uh, it's just he doesn't want to say anymore. He, he, he doesn't want to do. And on another subject, you would never... Um, deal with this, but a little salute to Kyle Schwarber and um, also to Almora. Uh, they're going to be moving on. They were great gifts to the Cubs in that championship season. In 2016. Particularly Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, I think they're, I don't want to say they're breaking up the Cubs, but they're making changes. And also uh, Len Casper, yeah, I saw the that. voice of the Cubs for 16 years, now moves to the south side to be the radio voice of the Chicago White Sox. And he's, he's, a, he's got a great voice, and uh, he's, he's good. So now the Cubs need to find a TV man to replace Len Casper. We have a great program lined up, 312-255-8408. Father John Bianca, a great priest from years ago in the Archdiocese, virtual photo exhibit on the Archives website. Father Bianca was a lifelong diocesan priest who became a World War II chaplain and saw up close the horrors of war during the Allied invasions of Italy. Father Giambianca saved his wartime memorabilia, his daily letters home, his scrapbooks of army photographs, uh, his pins, patches, and these were donated to the archives of the Archdiocese of Chicago after his death. They formed the basis of this exhibit. With us by phone, Father Mike Meany, who, if I'm not mistaken, is his uncle, Father John Bianco. Father Meany's not on yet. Is Megan. Good. Okay, but... Father Mike Meany, a tremendous priest of the Archdiocese, where I was ordained in 79, Father Mike ordained in 80. Mike, we're still trying to get a hold of Father Mike Meany on the air. We have also, also on the, as a guest, Meg Hall, who works with the Archdiocese Archives. Good morning, Meg. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm well, thank you. 
Now, you've been with the Archdiocese Archives for how long, Meg? I've been here for 12 years. 12 years? Yeah. Now, you've been on the radio program before, once or twice. And uh, Kim, what was the last time you were on the program, Meg? Gosh, it was before... Pre COVID. Pre COVID, that's for sure. Pre COVID, for sure. And it was, I think it was earlier this year, maybe mm-hmm. January or February. Okay. And I was talking about um, how parishes can um, care for their records as they're mm-hmm. um, maneuvering through the Renew My Church process. Okay. Now, the thing is, uh, I have to ask this of Father Mike Meany. Father John Bianca was a tremendous priest. He's long gone, gone home to God. And um, now, Describe some of the memorabilia that's part of this exhibit that you have from Father Bianca. Sure. So we have quite a bit of material, actually. It's mostly um, photographs and scrapbooks, which are really cool, I think. You know, those 1940s photographs, the little tiny, like, three-by-three-inch square photos, just hundreds of them in these scrapbooks that Father Bianca compiled when he was in Italy. Um, We also have his... uh, his pins, um, the medals that he won during um, World War II. We have his dog tags. We have the material that he collected um, as part of his sort of chaplain training program, I guess. There are um, manuals and things like that. Um, his assignment letter assigning him as the chaplain for, um, um, for the uh, 88th Regiment. Um, what year was he ordained? Do you know offhand? Um, yes, he was ordained in 1937. Wow. Well, was, he's a classmate, Mark, of uh, Father Bill Clark, oh, who was okay. pastor at Mary Seat of Wisdom. Okay. Um, we used to call him Uncle Bill at Mary Seat of Wisdom. So he's class of 37. Yes, and class of 37, just a couple years before the start of the war, and then a sure. couple years after that he enlisted. So they probably enlisted around, what, 41, 42? In fact, yeah. Was, think about this for a second, Megan Mark. Pearl Harbor, 79 years ago today. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. December yeah. 7th, 1941. It was yeah. a Sunday morning. And um, anybody old enough, which is now, of course, in a much older generation, knew exactly where they were on December 7th, 1941. Right. And so I think I wonder, he, wonder if he listed shortly after Pearl Harbor into 42. And, um, and I know guys from Chicago, a few were going to serve you know, and overseas, but, uh, you know, that's just fascinating. So, go ahead, Mark. Meg, uh, since we have you on the line, you've been involved for 12 years with the archives. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe on a little bit of a different note, but w- what do you see in terms of changes technologically, in terms of how we're preserving uh, things for the arch? I mean, I imagine 12 years is a generation now yeah, or more. That- so we've been doing a fair amount of uh, digital conversion of paper material, mm-hmm. um, and we collect digital records when um, employees leave, when staff leave, when parishes or schools close. But what is also interesting, I think, about the nature of church records is that so much of them, according to canon law, must be maintained in paper. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so we're dealing with, you know hundreds of years of material that, according to canon law, uh, and the, you know, the codes, the most recent codes were written, you know, a hundred years ago. <laughs> um, and 
time when they weren't <laughs> even thinking about it. But the commentary is more recent than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sacramental registers at all of the parishes, according to canon law, must be maintained in their original paper format. And so we have here at the archives, you know, hundreds of closed parish registers that date back to the 1830s with the start of the diocese. And all of that stuff has to be kept in paper. And so even though there's been obviously leaps and bounds made as far as uh, new technology goes in the last even five years, ten years, um, the most important records at our parishes are maintained in paper. Well, thank you. We're going to take a little break. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial. Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Meg Hall, who works at the archives um, for the Archdiocese of Chicago. Father Mike Meany will be joining us to talk about Father John Bianca's World War II collection and also his ministry and his priesthood. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. nation in our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Catholic Charities Celebration of Giving is underway and we need your help more than ever. Now in its 73rd year, the Celebration of Giving was started by a group of adoptive parents who wanted to buy gifts for children who had not yet been adopted. This wonderful idea spread at Catholic Charities and last year 25,000 gifts were given to people who would otherwise have nothing to open Christmas Day. Our online partners make it easy to donate toys. Gift cards are so appreciated by teenagers too. Gather your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors and join this huge, awesome outpouring of kindness that is filled with the spirit of Christmas. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net slash celebration or call 312-655-7401. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. We're back, WNDZ, on your dial, 7.50 a.m., uh, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We're now going to welcome Father Mike Meany to the show, and Father Greg, you have questions. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning, Greg. How are you? Welcome. You're a How's tremendous priest. Uh, doing... the, the cathedral. Well, keep it quite busy, I'm sure, like you are, but with COVID-19, at, uh, certainly ministering in a different, different way, and uh, it's hard on all of us, in fact, both yeah. priests, staffs, the laity, uh, everybody, but one day at a time. 
Well, Mike is a tremendous priest. He's ordained in 1980. Where I was ordained in 79, Mike, you were ordained a year behind me. Yes. And uh, you are presently the pastor at St. John Brebeuf, and you've been there for how many years now? It's going to be 10 years. You know. 10 years right. already. That's amazing. Wow. Now, when you were newly ordained in 1980, your first assignment as a baby priest was where? It's St. Mary's Star of the Sea. Oh, oh sure. Wow. By Midway Airport there. Exa- who was the pastor then? Bob Lutz. Bob Lutz. Okay. Yeah. And then we've been talking to Megan, trying to get a hold of you on the phone here. Now, Father John Bianca was your uncle. Right. Which, which means, was that... Was that My mom's a, uh, brother. Your mom's brother. Okay. And which, yeah. Now, he had been born in about 1911 to be ordained in 1937, right. uh, roughly, in that time. And, it, uh, and so we're, I was asking Meg, your uncle, Father John, joined as a chaplain in what year? He came in forty three, you know. In forty three, yeah. And he and he was he sent immediately. He started, yeah. Now was that he unusual? Oops, Go I'm, ahead, Mike. Was that unusual for an archdiocesan priest um, to become a chaplain in the service? Well, during the war, there uh, he he noticed that his a lot of the guys that he knew at St. Bartholomew's, the neighbors, and other he was at Sacred Heart. He was ordained in thirty seven. So mm-hmm. uh, on like 18th Street there. It's now closed a long time. But uh, anyway, he knew people were going, and he felt, well, they'll need a, a priest to serve them because uh, the neighborhoods is, were uh, decimated of all the men. Most wow. of the men were leaving sure they, gone. the country to enter, so that he and some of his classmates decided to uh, enlist, you know, felt that they had to serve these men uh, in time of war. If I'm not mistaken, know. there were a good number of guys in the archdiocese during the peak of World War II that went off as chaplains really? because they needed them. Now, uh, your uncle, Father John, in 43, where was he sent to, Mike? Well, he first uh, went to training at Camp Polk, Louisiana, mm-hmm. in June. Uh, he writes letters, so we have a, a date, June 17th, his first letter in Camp Polk, and then in August 10th, they moved him to Fort Sam Houston in Texas. Then he went on a boat in 43 of November. He was um, 22 days on this boat on uh, going over to uh, North Africa. Then December 6 of 43, he was in North Africa. And then uh, in February 10th, 44, uh, he's uh, somewhere in Italy, and he starts writing his letters in Italy. Interesting. That's and he goes all the way. The big thing, he went uh, up the boot, as they say, in, uh, at Monte Cassino, the oh, big sure. battle there at Gustav Line uh, in May 11th, 12th, was at Santa Maria Infante. And I learned later uh, that was the fourth try to break through that uh, strategic point. And once they got through that, uh, they were entered Rome, and then he entered Rome in June fourth uh, or so. That Rome fell, and he was uh, one of the chaplains in Rome. No. But he was the infantry, uh, and all the you know he had a, a driver. But he said mass and all the all the way along the way and served the men. Now did they all he... enlisted men? They were all enlisted. Mike, did he ever? 
Now you have the written records and the medals. And did he ever talk to you about those experiences? A lot of times, World War II folks just never talked about what they experienced. Did he ever share no. anything with you? No, not really. Uh, no, I never knew. The only thing is, in '83, I was ordained in '80. In '83, he took me and my mom to Rome, and that was the last time he uh, went to Europe. And uh, one day he said, let's just run a, a cab. He took a cab off the street which, uh, and paid this guy for the day. And then we went out south towards uh, Monte Cassino, and we went through these small towns. And I think in his mind he was kind of going through all the, the battles. And you could see the, the buildings that still had marks and everything, and he would make small talk with the men. But he never really went into uh what happened mm-hmm. uh and then we saw Monte Cassino, which had been redone and everything um so he never really got into uh any uh of the details any so i details. never really realized now was uncle was your uncle john uh injured or shot in the war no but he did um was there uh during the battle he helped move the wounded wow. uh he wrote letters uh, home to the people who died, uh, and he would write different little stories. Oh, he was a great guy. We loved to play cards or whatever. And w- one gentleman that he really got to know all the way from the beginning of uh, basic training, he's there, and he recounts how he was there and he heard his confession of on his dying moments. He would, and describes how he was shot and uh, tells the family how great he is. So, so they weren't all, you know, wasn't strangers because they had been with each other. Sure, so mm-hmm. we got to know each other. All that time. Now, before yeah. we go to break, uh, Meg, in all the material that you've gone through from Father Jambianka, what intrigues you the most? Oh, well, this is, um, this is a little uh, selfish, I would say, but his, um, uh, a little personal. His dog tags have hit the address of his parents. Um, and I know that he went to St. Bartholomew on the northwest side, um, and I know that he you know, went to Catholic high school and all that, but I didn't know where he, his parents lived, and they live across the street from where I live now. Oh, are you no. kidding me? Which is, on Peterson? No, on Warner. Uh, Warner? On Warner, Warner. Area, yeah. 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 They wow. live across the street and one house down. What's the address? It's, his address is 3248 West Warner. Oh my so God. Which means now you live directly across the street in one house down from where yes. Father Bianca's parents were when he was a boy? Yeah, when he was in World War II, his oh dog had to have his and, parents' address on them in case and, something happened. And our address, our first home, 3237 West Bertol. Man. We're That's one block amazing. away. One right block away. Wait, Mark, exactly. So you were a block away from the Bianca family? 3237 West Bertol. On that note, take us to break. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I I can't top that one. WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, 312-255-8408. Catholic Chicago. Now, when we get back, Father Greg's going to talk about growing up at 3237 West Cullum. I can't believe I was (laughs) half a block from you. We'll be back. When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. 
Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here, if you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We're back. We're back. Catholic Chicago, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, WNDZ, 312-255-8408. And we are social distancing, Mark. We are with the mask We're live streaming. On. Greg looks so much better with that mask. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's your last program. I couldn't. I know, but it was a nice run. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mike, yes. we're talking about your uncle's memorabilia. Is there any... Any piece of the memorabilia that touches your heart, and is there anything of his memorabilia that you kept that you wanted kind of to keep because it meant so much to you? Well, some of the material, you know, the letters I gave and most of the stuff, but one picture that I had taken out and, uh, because I'm not sure maybe it wasn't right there. You know, I gave it to uh, Rebecca Hartman in 2000, all his letters and uh, most of the Things he died in '98, um, and uh, but I did keep uh, a couple things, and one was the picture of him giving communion out in the. Uh, oh. Uh, and we saw that in the paper. Uh, he's, you can see the young man. They were in their 20s, uh, 18, 19, 20, and he's giving communion, uh, and right on the battlefield. And his uh, driver, who's Fritz, he's a friend. 
who drove all the way and just kind of his uh, secretary uh, is there. And so I, I since uh, when this came about, I sent it down there. So they have it now in the archives. But that really sums up his whole time, mm-hmm. uh, both on the boat, uh, saying mass on the Liberty ship, and also on the field. And then uh, he said mass at the, in Rome in the, in the Basilica, Basilica of St. Peter's. Interesting. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Me, along those lines, Meg, we, we have this exhibit going on. How can people get to be a part of this? To view it? Yes. Sure. You can go to our website. It's archives.archchicago.org. One more time. Archives.archchicago.org. Mm-hmm. And that'll take you to the main archives and records page for the Archdiocese. And we have um, the main headline banner. The first one that comes up is the uh, photo exhibit, the Father John Bianca um, photo exhibit. You can also get to it from our tab, Photo Exhibit, and we actually have a few more on our website, too. So the one we're featuring right now, obviously, in honor of Veterans Day, um, is Father John Bianca, but we also have three more that we've done in the past, so I encourage people to check those out, too. And B-E-Y-E-N-K. B-E-Y-E-N-K. K-A-K-A-K-A-B-E-N-K-A. B-E-Y-E-N-K-A. Correct. Yeah, why am I telling no. you? Correct. It's your uncle. <laughs> it's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> his mother's last name. But, uh, now, let me ask you this, though, Mike. In your formation as priest, and you're doing such a wonderful job, did Uncle John play a role in your vocation? Oh, definitely, yes. I mean, he was so much part of our family life um, growing up, you know, uh, when he came. You know, it was always so special. And his sister, Sister Barbara Bianca, is since now a Dominican, who got her doctorate in the late 50s, Catholic U, who was a scholar, patristic scholar. But so the, the very Catholic background. But at Christmas time, he was always another Santa Claus. But then my father died when I was a senior in high school at Quigley, oh, wow. 72, very suddenly had an aneurysm. And then he really, uh, my mom, of course, uh, a widow with six children, and uh, I was a senior, and I had two younger sisters. Uh, but then he made a really effort to come out to Evergreen Park from St. Monica's um, mm-hmm. every other week or, you know, every week to, to check up on my mom and us. So it only grew uh, relationship. But he was just, you know, he would play golf. He would be with his friends, and he'd come over with his priest friends. So it was very natural. Um, and later on, we would go... Uh, Golfing up to Door County, to, to Bailey's Harbor. I remember sure. when I was in the college seminary, and my mom had a hole in, hole in one, and she, he was there witnessing it with me in the foursome. So it was great. So your mom had a hole in wow. one up wow. in uh, yeah, Door he, County. Yeah, he played golf pretty much his whole life, every once a week at least, and from the seminary days, he never had a hole in one. And it was so great that he was there at the 17th hole in Max Walton Bray's, and uh, we witnessed the hole in one. He he was just more excited than sure, practically, because he, you know, he, he always wanted something to do. 137 yards, you know, something he never mm-hmm. achieved in his own life. <laughs> in Bailey Harbor there. Yeah, at the Maxwell and Brace. The sure. priest used to go up there all the time, and we would go with him um, in college. And as a young priest, we spend a week, and my mom and my family would go, too. We'd all play golf. 
and for a week. It was always great. So he was part, you know, growing up more than when my father died and um, never really, you know, was saying you got to be a priest, ever again a priest. He just accepted me and supported me. It's just, it's just natural. Now, Mike, I had a question. I mean, it's not related to your uncle. It's related to you being a pastor right now. Any message to folks during this very difficult uh, time, this pandemic time? Any any message that you have to the faithful? Well, I've been trying to say people, you know, celebrate the simple things, the, the, the little blessings. Um, try to limit your <laughs> the news as much, you know, because mm-hmm. it can be overwhelming. And, you know, take care of yourself. The, the rituals of the holidays, you know, put the tree up, keep uh, as simple as you can with social distancing, uh, proper diet, exercise, and rest. And um, well, two or three connections. Zooming, you know, I've been Zooming with my family more than ever. And in some ways mm-hmm. it's better because it's not a, a bedroom of 25 people screaming. You can really focus on talking to people. You know, it's nice. Good advice. Good and advice. one little, before we go to a break here, uh, Meg, one more time, if people want to look at Father Bianca's uh, beautiful display uh, memorabilia, give us that website again. Sure. It's archives. That's A-R-C-H-I-V-E-S dot archchicago.org. We want to thank in a very special way the first half hour. Father Mike Meany, pastor of St. John Brebeuf the last 10 years, ordained 1980, whose uncle, Father John Bianca, was a World War II chaplain and a display of all memorabilia, of many, many items on display through the Archives of Chicago. Also, thank you to Meg Hall, who is with the Archdiocese of Chicago Archives, and she's been with him for 12 years. So, Father Mike and Meg, thank you for joining us here today on Catholic Chicago. God bless all of you, and I've got great memories of your uncle, Father Bianca, when I was a young priest met him many times in different meetings, and such a class act priest. So you're listening to Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Treacy, stay with us. We'll be back after these messages, and again, do not touch that dial. Mm-hmm. 